This is Lenora Bowen. Still. Documenting my attempts to... At this point, I'm not even sure. <laughs> it is Friday, October 22nd, 1926. The time is... <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, evidently. I've been attempting to rid my home of a spirit, and instead have unleashed it on the streets of St. Augustine. <laughs> uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Tim took the pocket watch, just as I'd expected. But then he did something I didn't expect. <laughs> he left the damn house! I tried to follow him, but I, I couldn't track him well in the dark, and I rushed out barefoot. That didn't help. I tore my feet up on the coquina shell walkway that cuts across the front lawn, and now I'm limping. I lost sight of him after he turned onto St. George Street. I blinked, and he was just gone. <laughs> and maybe, maybe he's really gone. If the watch was what he needed, that, that could be it. He just doesn't come back. That wouldn't be the worst outcome. Or if there's still more left on his loop, he'll he'll inevitably return, and everything will start all over again. I'll sleep in June's bed again tonight. See if he comes back. All these years wishing he'd come home, and now I can't wait to be rid of him. inconsiderate as ever. His miserable banging on the piano woke me up. Oh, Christ, what time is it? Almost 11. Up before noon on a Friday. June would be having kittens. She's never approved of my late nights, but she knows better than to have that conversation. It's probably best that the chair of the WCTU doesn't know how I make my money, though I'm sure she suspects. Look, there's not a lot of options for women. And June needs the money as much as I do. What was her plan after kicking me out? How's she gonna keep the house? She's barely making mortgage payments with my help, and even with all the work that Tim did while he was alive, this old place isn't gonna stop needing repairs. I should at least have someone fix the roof in my room before I go. I wonder if I have enough stashed away to cover the cost of the glass. 
Even if I manage to excise Tim, I'm... I know I'm not going to talk June into letting me stay. <laughs> Hi, June. Welcome home. I got rid of the ghost of your dead husband that you couldn't see or hear, and since he was the thing giving you a case of the Grumpies, hope you'll change your mind and let me stay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for her. I don't know how June plans to proceed financially, but I can at least make sure Tim doesn't make it a more difficult go. So, let's find out where he's gone. I'm going about this all wrong. I keep trying to follow Tim, but it's impossible. I'll lose sight of him for just a second. A, a car will pass, or he'll round a corner ahead of me, and then poof, he's gone. I've gotten as far as San Marco, but he always manages to escape. He's not trying to, I know that. I used to fancy I'd make a decent gumshoe, but forget it. I lose my targets within minutes, and I'm not subtle. I'm an unescorted woman, wandering the streets at all hours, stopping without cause, turning the other way, retracing my steps. I, I'm conspicuous. I can't afford this undue attention right now. That's the last thing I need while cops are poking around the fountain. There shouldn't be anything there that ties me to the place, but who knows who tipped him off and how much they told. Sorry. All this to say, instead of trying to follow him, I need to predict where Tim's going and get there first. Shouldn't be too hard. It's like throwing darts. Blindfolded. In the meantime, I've managed to board up the roof. I think the glass will need to be ordered. Not a perfect solution, but better than relying on the tarp. Uh, really, Tim? Damn it. Can't you just leave well enough alone for five minutes? Success. Well, some success. I spent the better part of the day accidentally sightseeing St. Augustine. It's hard to predict where a ghost will show up. I figured spots Tim frequented in life would be a good starting point. Unfortunately, Tim didn't exactly have a traditional workplace. He went where he was needed, consulting on engineering projects and answering maintenance calls all over town. I stopped by most of the places I could remember him mentioning in the months before he left. The Presbyterian Church, they had an old rickety pew. I know he was helping with the courthouse reconstruction. Mrs. Williams' greenhouse. No dice. But then, it came to me. Hamblin Hardware. Tim was always there, picking up parts for some new project. Arthur was working the counter today. He... he recognized me. The man's got a memory like an elephant. I mean, sure, I've picked up a few odds and ends here and there, but I was never a regular like Tim. But Arthur recited my full name and asked how I was doing. Asked then about June. But he was most eager to talk about Tim. Said that Tim had been on his mind of late. That immediately piqued my interest. I mean, had Tim been to the store? And maybe, like June, Arthur could somehow feel him? I decided it might be worth hanging around, just to see. I meant small talk. The man prattled on and on about Tim hanging around the store back in the day, installing new shelves, laying the bathroom tile, fixing the faulty wiring on their new electric sign. Tim was always intuitive that way. He seemed to know how something was meant to go together just by looking at it. 
Arthur said he'd always offered to pay, but Tim always refused, saying he was just happy to lend a hand to St. Augustine's most venerable institution. It's quite a compliment to pay a hardware store. I talked to Arthur just long enough to make sure that Tim wasn't going to make an appearance there. But then as I was about to say my goodbyes, Arthur pulled a postcard out from under the register. I recognized it. It's a painting of Anastasia Island. It's from one of those books of postcards showing some of St. Augustine's landmarks. And suddenly it all came back to me. <laughs> it's funny how you forget till you remember. I got one too. A postcard from Tim. June gave it to me after Tim died. He'd pre-written his goodbyes like he knew he wasn't coming home. I double-checked. The original booklet is still here, packed away with all of Tim's things. There are four postcards torn out. This must have been one of the last things Tim did before leaving. Luckily, each card has a duplicate, so I know which ones he used. Listen, it's a stretch, but what if these cards have something to do with the places or people Tim's visiting when he leaves the house? In the absence of any other leads, I figure it's worth a shot. almost forgot. Arthur also gave me this. It's a bag of parts, gears and such. Probably for some new project Tim was working on. Apparently it was an order Tim had placed just before he shipped out. Arthur asked me to take it since it's all bought and paid for. He did point out that one of the items Tim ordered, a small gear, had been discontinued at the time. He let Tim know, but since Tim hadn't come back in to pick up the order, Arthur refunded me a nickel for the missing piece. I used it to buy a milkshake on my way home. <laughs> Octobers are scorching in Florida. That was one of my cocktail ideas, actually. Spike a chocolate milkshake with... Oh, applesauce, 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 applesauce! My cocktail book! My cocktail book! I left it! I left it behind at the bar at the fountain! It has my name, my handwritten notes all over the damn thing! Oh, God, I've got to go get it back. I know Holden told me to lay low, but... His notes are in there, too. He plays around with recipes, and we pass the raggedy thing back and forth. Oh, I'm pretty sure that would be admissible in court, right? Oh, God, I've got to go. I got it. October 23rd, nearly sundown. My key still worked. No one was there, but the place had definitely been cased. My cocktail book was exactly where I left it. I don't have any way of knowing if someone bothered flipping through, though. Wouldn't that be the thing you're looking for? A ledger? Records? God, I can't deal with that right now. I, I have to get some sleep. I need to be alert just in case something I've laid out manages to jar Tim out of whatever the hell purgatory he's stuck in. Oh, I'm shaking. Trumbling nerves. Where did I leave that whiskey? Oh, God. Maybe they'll just... Oh, fine. Keep your britches buckled. I'm... I'm coming. First. Just in case I need to record my arrest or something, let's put in a new cylinder.
Well, I suppose that's one less thing to worry about. Setting aside the ethical implications of a local police force that's willing to be paid off, it is nice to know that I won't risk arrests just by leaving the house. Holden skipping town and the fountain being shuttered indefinitely does give me more time to focus on more pressing matters. But it means I'm out of a job for the foreseeable future. Applesauce. I'm not well suited to much else. I've been a barkeep for the last five years. I guess I could make good on the lie that I'm a laundress. Try to get a position at the hotel. <laughs> Damn. I should have asked Mr. Holden about it. He's probably already on the road. Strange, he was cagey about where he was going. I wouldn't know where to place a call. I suppose we all have our secrets. Lucky, at least, that he seems equally oblivious to Tim's presence as June. I could have sworn he noticed something. He was, I don't know, attentive? Watchful? Like he was distracted by something, but he carried on as if a ghost hadn't just walked through the room. Maybe he was just reacting to my own brief panic. I can listen back to the recording to be sure, but later. It's already evening and I've lost another day. For now, it looks like the postcards Tim sent were for Anastasia Island, Fort Marion, the Lighthouse, and the Old Senator. Arthur's card was Anastasia Island, so that's where I start. It's too late to go now. Another early morning, then. Joy. I'm going to be an early bird. I suppose I should try and adopt this signature vice. Ugh. I don't understand the appeal. It burns. It's bitter. Neither in the pleasant way. I think the Irish had the right idea. But it'll get the job done. Ugh. I had a thought. If I'm successful in seeing Tim through to the end of this... What happens to his pocket watch? I don't fully understand how he interacts with the physical world, but Tim can touch, even use, tangible objects, at least the ones he's shown any interest in. After Tim took the pocket watch two nights ago, it stayed with him, even in the moments I can't be sure where he's gone. It's physical. He's not. But he somehow still has it. So, at the end of this loop, if he leaves... I don't want to undo any of the progress I've made, but it would be a shame to lose that piece of him along with the rest. I know June would love to have it as a memento. Uh, each loop, Tim winds the watch, sets it down in the bathroom, checks his face in the mirror, then returns it to his pocket. 
Maybe if I trade it for the book of postcards, that would be an adequate substitute? Only one way to find out. It worked! All of it! Tim's still here, but the postcards were the right call. I just managed to snag them from Tim's bedside table. I'll have to put them back soon, it's not over. But I think I'm finally, finally on the right track. Okay, I'll start at the beginning. This all transpired today, October 24th, 1926. It has been a long, long day. So, the first success. Swapping the pocket watch for the postcards. Tim hesitated, same as when I'd placed the pocket watch in the first place. But then he took the postcards as if nothing was different and walked out the door. I was prepared this time. Shoes on. I walked behind him for a ways before losing him like always. No matter. This time I knew where I was going. Anastasia Island. A construction crew was busy at work on the new bridge. And there was Tim, sitting beneath one of the new stone lions they'd installed at each end. He was holding a postcard in his lap, just staring at it like he was waiting for something. He didn't have anything to write with. I fished around in my pocket and found a pen and put it beside him. He reached for it, but his hand moved straight through. He couldn't grab it. That's when it came to me. I had another pen. Fittingly enough, one I'd stolen from Tim's workshop after moving in. I set it down next to him. Without acknowledging me, he took the pen and started writing. Tim can only touch or use items he interacted with in life. <laughs> File that under weird ghost rule number 100 and whatever we're on. It makes sense. Thinking back, I've only seen him touch things that I know he used when he was alive. The piano, the phonograph, his tools. I, I digress. When I looked at what he was writing, sure enough, it was a letter to Arthur. This is what this has all been about. He's, he's reliving his last few days he spent in his hometown. From the few sentences I read at the hardware store, Tim wrote the exact same message on this postcard as the original. I have today's postcard here. Is it wrong to read these? This is Tim's final correspondence with the people he loved most. It's personal. Intimate. But if something on one of these postcards leads to the next step in this trail of breadcrumbs, I have to find it. June's well-being, maybe even her safety, is at stake. To Arthur, the second best handyman in the great state of Florida. I remember every last one of those jobs we took on Anastasia. Sweating like whores in church over some old bitty sink, or porch steps, or dumbwaiter. Those were the days. Young and single and stupid. Even then, you had the ability to see past the broken into what could be. You never just fixed or maintained. You bettered. And I am better because of you. Thank you, Arthur. Pour one out for me and keep my city running, would you? Yours truly, Tim. After Tim finished writing, he pocketed the postcard and pen, and he left. I tried to follow, but lost him almost immediately. There were three other spots left. I started toward Fort Marion, but there was a collection of squad cars parked out along the new highway. 
Even after Holden's assurance that the cops weren't after me. Well, I wasn't exactly itching to test that. So I headed north instead to the next landmark. The old senator. It's a good thing I did because there was Tim. Sitting beneath the shade of the tree's branches. Already right. Ma and Pa. I don't know that I ever told you, but I was resentful of our move south. It's a big emotion for such a small kid. St. Augustine felt like such a lonely city to me. No friends, just the three of us. Remember the first day you took me to play the old senator? I do. I was determined to climb right to the top of that tree. <laughs> Going up was easy. Going down, that was a whole other matter. Paul, you ended up coming up after me. And right before you put me on your back to carry me down, you told me to look out at the city. I've never forgotten what you said next. Home isn't a place. It's people. Home is you and me and Ma. And you carried me all the way back down, back to Ma. Just the three of us was always enough. I never doubted it after that day. Take care of each other until it's the three of us again. With love, Tim. mother died uh, about two years after the war ended. His father was soon after. June always believed that uh, Margaret just didn't want to be here without her son. <laughs> None of us did. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't. I just needed a moment. Once again, Tim finished writing and was gone. Off somewhere else. I considered ending there, but it was only mid-afternoon, so I decided to try the fort one more time. After another hike down south, I was relieved to find that the police from earlier were no longer there. Fort Marion is pretty expansive, but sure enough, there was Tim, standing up on the east battlement, facing out toward the horizon. He wasn't writing yet. And this one, this one took him a while to get through. My dearest June, I'm writing this from the steps of the east wall, just as the sky turns blue. I don't know that you ever forgave me for the early hour of my proposal, for showing up on your doorstep at 5.30 in the morning your face. You looked madder than a wet hen. I think you assumed the hour was chosen for the same view I consider now, the sun peeking over the horizon. A sight nearly as beautiful as you. It wasn't. I couldn't wait any longer. I had to spend every minute possible of that day as your 
betrothed. Every day I could is your husband. I'm grateful for every one of them, my darling. Ever. I regret not showing up at 5.29 a.m. for the extra minute of you in my arms. I love you. Always. And that was it. Just like the other two, he finished June's postcard, put it in his pocket, and walked away. There's one postcard left for Tim to write. The Lighthouse. I know who this one belongs to. June gave me that postcard after he died told me it was from Tim. Said that he wanted me to have it. I couldn't read it. Not then, not after, not after all that had happened. I told myself I'd look at it later when I was ready. And I, and I tried, I tried so many times, but I never could. About a year after his death, I, I brought it down to the waterfront, to the dock where he shipped out. I thought maybe it'd be the farewell I'd never gotten. But even then, I couldn't. I sat there for hours, turning it over in my hands as I watched the sun creep across the sky. I left it there laying words down on the wood plank of the docks, unread. Let nature do what it will. Maybe carry it across the Atlantic, or bury it at sea, never to return. But it did. He did. Maybe... Uh, Maybe these silly postcards aren't the answer. Maybe maybe it's just one more failed experiment. Maybe there's some other way to finish his loop, allow him to move on. No. No, this is it. I know. I know it is. I can't stop here. Tomorrow, we'll visit the lighthouse. For Tim's... Last goodbye. Uh, it's the other phonograph. Lenora, relax. Lenora, relax. 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 In this place. I invite me and me and five, four, three.
October 27th, 1926. I've been over every inch of that second phonograph. The mechanism is fine. Last night was the second time something bizarre has happened with that damn phonograph. It's definitely paranormal. Is it Tim trying to communicate? Let me in? Uh, I already tried that. That was the entire point of all that malarkey. Well, it's moot, though. All of this ends today. Oh, he's off. I've got a motor. I made it out to the lighthouse today. It's been... almost a decade. Hard to believe so many years have passed. Tim was already there, lurking beneath the stairs, the spiral up inside the tower. He had the last postcard. He'd already finished it, but he just stood there, staring down at his words. He looked uncertain. Finally, he put the postcard in his pocket, but this time, this time he stayed. He walked outside, started toward the street. I could keep up with him, almost like he wanted me to follow. We walked back towards the marina and my heart... <laughs> my heart sank to the pit of my stomach. Of course it could only end here. <sighs> Eight years ago, before Tim left, he'd asked me to come out and see him off. I... I declined. I... I can't even remember the lousy excuse I offered. I'm sure he saw right through it. Me. The truth was that I just couldn't bear to see him leave. I knew there was a chance that he might not come home, but that that'd be the last I'd ever see him. I thought if I didn't say goodbye somehow that'd that'd mean he'd have to come back. But I was there this time. I followed Tim all the way from the lighthouse out to the furthest dock. He stopped for a moment to stare out at the horizon the same way he'd done at the fort. And he turned and looked at me. He looked at me. Not near me or through me. He finally actually acknowledged I was there. He walked over, smiled, without saying a word, pulled out the postcards from his pocket to give to me. He must have given them to June right before he boarded the ship. With a silent nod of his head, Tim turned back to the water. He walked slowly, deliberately toward the edge of the dock, looked back one last time, blew a kiss, then stepped off the side and 
vanished right before my eyes. That was it. I did it. So I'm off. I felt at peace. Like I was wrapped in a warm blanket, bound tight and safe, and I knew... I knew it was over. It's over. Tim's finally at peace. I have it. Tim's final message to me. The postcards are now a complete set. Even after everything, I don't feel the need to read it. Tim's, Tim's gone. This is done. I, I suppose this is it for recordings, too. Uh, this is Lenora Bowen. October 27th, 1926. A little worse for wear. Timothy Martin is at rest. Dearest Lenora, my little sister, my lighthouse. June has often warned me that my nicknames for you are getting out of hand. <laughs> you won't know what to answer to soon. It's probably true, but it's hard to curb the habit. You are a lot of things to me. You might imagine the nickname Lighthouse came from the night we got locked in the St. Augustine Lighthouse trying to wait out the awful storm. I was sure we'd be trapped there until morning, but you wouldn't have it. I felt genuine awe at your gumption that night. Marching to the top of the staircase, shutting off the lamp. You gained the keeper's attention instantly. That's not quite it. I call you Lighthouse because that's what you are. My Lighthouse. Burning bright and steadfast no matter how dark it gets. Leading me home. When I close my eyes, I can see your light. Keep it burning, Lenora. Don't ever let it go out. Yours, Tim. <laughs>